Check, check, check it. It's Unique Hustle. It's your boy ECEO, and I'm here with the lovely, amazing official, Miss Jamaica. What's going on? Nothing, nothing. You know, my dad walk on. But I want y'all to stop what y'all doing right, right now. I want y'all to click that like button, that subscribe button, and that follow. And check us out on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, you name it. We're on there. But if you want to see our full-length interviews before anybody else see any of the content, check out our Patreon channel and also our YouTube channel, Membership. So subscribe for our membership, and you'll see it before everybody sees it. Man. All right, thank you in advance. Man, we got a guy on here, y'all. He don't need no introduction, man. He's come, he come by way of Mississippi, man. Hey, you know man. what I'm saying? Playing no Watch games, out, man. man. I, he got a podcast. We're going to get into all that, man. This guy right here, man, Heartbeats is in the building. One yes, of the coldest producers, beat makers, engineering guys you ever want to run into, he, man. He ain't got a heartbeat, you ain't breathing. Man. That's fact. What's going on, brother? Same, same, same thing, different day, bro. This Boss Talk 101, man. Nice to be in Dallas, man. Say, man. man. Welcome to Dallas, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, it's going down. And man. Yes, sir. And man. I got to ask you, what is the halo over the heroes for? Both of my logos are positive stuff, right? So I feel like, you know how people like kill them already, not... I don't know if there's an actual kill them already. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. no, no shot to them, but okay. I just feel like, you know, um, heroes is sa saving people, saving people's career. Like, maybe not saving people's career, but let's say you had you were trying to find some good beats and, you, you know, you just wasn't hitting. And come holler at the heroes, you feel what I'm saying? They're going to save you. So that, that's basically what that is. Okay, yeah. I got it. And I like heart, I like it. Is, all, my, all my beats come from the heart. Okay. So, yeah, so. Okay, so before we get into how you started it and all of that, um, I want you to tell me what was it like growing up? Do you have siblings? Yeah, I got two sisters and a little brother. And a little brother. So you were really like big brother to everybody then? Nah. No? I, I mean, I was <clears throat> next to the youngest. Yeah. yeah, like how far apart were you? Well, my sister's a year older than me, and then okay. my other sister, like, six years older than me. But being the first boy, you know, first boys are usually be like, they act like they even the oldest, even although they're not the oldest one, but because you're the boy. Yeah, yeah I can see that. It's, that's the reason why I was like, you're like the big brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of. Well, well, my, maybe to my little brother, but my sisters and them, I don't know, they were just. Oh, they manhandle you. Man, now nah, they ain't manhandle me, they just. They manhandle other people. Okay. So they didn't need that. I ain't gonna lie. Well, I done seen my sisters, two, both my sisters jump a dude with two, or two by fours. Bro. No. Six, in the hospital. Really? Type, yeah, my sisters want nothing to play they with. They don't man. play. Yeah. Not wow. Mm -mm. Shout out to my sisters, man. One of them's a scientist now. She's a. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, she's a, I, I don't want to say it wrong. She's a. Oceanographer, a marine scientist. Oh, <clears throat> but yeah, she, uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. She actually got paid to get a master's degree. Marine she, biologist. Yeah, is that what she is? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, she okay. got paid to get a master's degree. Like she's super, super, mm. super, super smart. Like, what she, city does she live in? New Orleans. New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, so shout out to my other sister. She, you know, she just a family, a family woman. Um, mm -hmm. Raised all of her kids. She got two more to um, to cross that line. That you know, the graduation. But oh. one of them, uh, one of them, my nephew, he plays football for Ole Miss. Oh, um, that's dope. Yeah, his name is he DJ Ruff. Oh yeah, he's super good. Yeah, a position. So he, he got he tight in. He got mm. a, he got a full full year uh, full full ride. Full, yeah, full ride. Wow. For your scholarship. He's super good, though. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So, were y'all raised by mom and dad in the household, or? Man, I ain't gonna lie. My, my, 
my childhood is like a puzzle, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's, Why? All right, I'm from Oregon, but <clears throat> wait a minute. You say you from Oregon or you from Mississippi? I'm now from you don't Oregon. Touch, you I moved bit. to Mississippi at eleven. Okay. At 11. Okay. I really didn't move. I got sent down here. So, uh, so a lot of stuff was going on in Oregon before I was eleven. You got sent. Yes, I got sent down here. So hold on, who were you living with in Oregon? Let's put my the mom, puzzles together. Not your dad. No, nah, my dad was gone. My mom got remarried to a guy. Okay. My pops was gone for like I didn't know where he was for like three years. But you knew your dad. Yeah, I knew my pops. They was married at first, and, and um, my pops used to beat me a lot, so she ended up divorcing him because of that. Mm. Like, like Why did he just beat you? Because I was the boy. You the only boy. Were you bad? Yeah, but it was kind of like my conditions. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about it, I'm three. I remember one time at three years old. Like, I got a, I got a whoop. I got beat going down the stairs. Like, he whooped me the whole way while I'm falling downstairs to the point where. At they, three? Yeah. Like, I've been through the same thing. His, for playing with his walkie talkie thing. Like, my daddy was. Like, my, my daddy was strict too, so I hey, get it. I went to school the next day. They took us clean out. Like, we foster home and shit after that. Yeah. Mm. So, like, um, she ended up leaving my pops. She got remarried to a guy that eventually ended up getting drunk, kidnapping her, held, holding her hostage Damn. in my grandma's house. And this happened in... In Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. And, um, so how old were you when she divorced your dad? See, 11. They was married. I was probably like seven, eight. Seven, eight. Yeah, okay. Like did you ever see her, him beat on your mom too? Or he was he just... He did, would never... He nah, was just hit nah, you. Nah, yeah. My dad had a drinking problem back then. Me and my dad like best of friends now. Now. Yeah. Back then he had a drinking problem. And I guess whenever they separated, like, it, you know, it reflected, you know, reflected mm -hmm. on him. Because when we came back, like when we got sent down here back to him. So he was down here. <clears throat> yeah, when we got sent back down here to Mississippi, he was mm -hmm. a whole different person, you know. Like, mm. it, it, like if we got a whooping in, it's going to be later on in the day when he's not mad no more. And it's going to be right on our butt. We got to stand in front of him. He going to, you know. He was right on our butt. He's he, so he recognized he made a mistake. Fact. So mm -hmm. the reason why you got sent down. Okay, so go back to she got kidnapped. Um, that's, that's ultimately why, why why I got sent down. Here. My mom was kidnapped by her uh, in her they, husband. They could look it up. She was about to divorce him, and uh, they were separated. As far as living, <clears throat> we had our own house, and which one day he came at like two o'clock in the morning while we was all asleep, and he come and kidnap her and bring her. To my grandma's house, it was like maybe 40, 50 miles away from us. And because she owned a lot of property on a mountain. So they went. And that's her, her mom? Yes, her mom. Okay. That's where her adopted. My mom was adopted at birth. So oh. that's her adopted mom. Okay. Lady. But um, he held a hostage out in her barn until mm. like six or seven that morning, something like that. By that time, my grandma had called the police. They had the buildings surrounded. Because she was there. She was okay. there. And uh, she ended up. I don't know how she ended up getting away. She ended up fooling him, kind of getting away, and, and uh, he ended up going out to chase her, and the building was surrounded by all the police. He got and, shot. Yeah, the, uh, he, the negotiator. He had pointed the gun at the negotiator, but then he turned around and put the gun in his mouth, and that's when the police shot him, like, seven times to kill him, like, right there in front of my mom and everybody. So like, But he was already about to kill himself. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so that kind of made me, like, I ain't gonna lie, cause I he was a cool pops to me. He was a social worker, had bread, like you know he was Good cool. Dude. He was a cool step pops. I never he seen loved that side of him. Your mom, he didn't want so. Then nah, I ain't gonna get into it's that. It, it, yeah. it, it was crazy. So, uh, so it, it kind of made me like, man, I was in and out of like 
juvenile the homes for you know boys mental institutions like mm, because foster care you have all the kids end up going to foster care you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. and so it's my mom ended up going crazy like and she's straight now like uh, did y'all ever the kids have to split up like yeah, when y'all went to foster care because like, sometimes they keep a, them together I went to a horrible foster home what happened it's just the foster parents like they were just out they were super old for one. They were mean. It's like they only just wanted kind of like a little, somebody to clean up around the house type, okay. you know. Like uh, my my Cheerios, they used to put orange juice in it because they didn't eat milk. So I got to eat Cheerios and orange With juice. With orange juice. You feel me? My sister and my brother, my older sister, she was she was old enough to live with my mama. Okay. But my, my younger sister, the ones that are closer to my age, mm-hmm. and my brother, they went to a, uh, a, foster, a foster home with, horses and like loving parents and like Aww. they still cool to this day right now and they had but you just had the luck of the draw and they had each other mm. i'm over there way on the other side of town with these old folks i don't even know who they is like that's how much of they didn't have no impact in my life you feel what i'm saying my yeah. brother i'm still cool with the other lady you feel me but that's that's the part Hey man, that's your story, man, and and, yeah. and and what what it does it molds you into who you are today, Facts. whether you like it or not. Facts, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you seem like you turned out pretty good to me. You turned out great. So, how did you end up on that piano, man? Uh, let's talk so about that, that. That that house that they um, were at with the barn, mm-hmm. your grandma's house. She had a piano on the pool table. Okay, and I taught myself how to play "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star" one you time taught when yourself. I was six. I was, okay. you know, and I was like, dang, I taught myself how to do that. So I, so I used to go over there, she showed me how to play a couple of things, but when I went to my grandma's house, that's what I would go to, is the piano yeah. and the pool table. Like, I'm was super it? good at pool, too. Come on, yeah. bro. <laughs> <laughs> super good at pool. Yeah, trick shot champion type. This yeah. nigga right here, y'all. Y'all heard that, y'all. Don't believe the hype. Too. Man, you, you better go to my thing. Instagram page. You want to see shots you ain't never seen See if this life. nigga really get down like that, man. I'm trying to tell you. Say, all them trick shots ain't going to get without, you nowhere. All them trick shots, you're going to have to leave them behind. Man. I ain't never been without a pool table. Oh, yeah? All your life? I ain't never been when when we moved from Oregon to Mississippi. It was a a, um, a lady who had I forgot her name. She had like a little you can go buy some food and something like that in there, right in the projects, and it was a pool table in there. So that's what me and my homeboy go play pool over all the time. Have you, you ever lost? Yeah, yeah, you ain't lost. You right? Yeah, you ain't lost. You play a lot, you gonna lose. I'm super good at pool, like real, real, real good. Like you be gambling? Nah. Yeah, cause yeah. them niggas be ready to kill me. Bro. I'm really good at pool, bro. Like for real. <laughs> so, so the piano thing, like that was your first uh, stroke of the draw when it came to the music, man. Like, uh, did you mm-hmm. know at that point that you wanted to do music, or did you kind of bump into it later on? What I knew then is that somebody all over the world was gonna know me. I didn't know what for, but I knew that. Like even back then when I was a little kid, you know, and and right now fast forward, I get people hit me up from Africa, Russia, all over oh, the place, everywhere. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I didn't know I was gonna be a producer when I moved down here from Oregon. My dad bought me a keyboard, and so I I, I ended up playing it till I got good enough to play for a church, and I started playing for the church, and I ended up making a beat on the um, church keyboard. And my cousin was home from uh, for the All Star weekend. Jonathan Bender, he got drafted out of high school. I don't, I don't know if you ever heard of him. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, I, I definitely. When I was looking looking you up, I yeah. I, I, I seen that. Um, and and you and him pretty close. Yeah, that, that's 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 who got me started on the music. Yeah. So, so I ended up bringing the keyboard home to my grandma's house. That's where I was living, and he was there visiting for All Star Weekend, and I played the beat for him. He was like, "Man, you made that." He's like, "Man, I'm from the start a record label." He said, "You gonna be my beat man." 
and he really did start start the record label. And KLC was his beat man. Really, KLC yeah, was. KLC that's was a big man. move. So he, he basically well, that's a, that's who would mix and record most of our music until he got crack tracks. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Uh, his name Law. He would Rock Nation now, but that's okay. who I was shadowing up under him wow. and a guy named uh, IG, which ATL Jacob is signed to him now. Okay. So fast forward, I'm shadowing up under producers. That nice producers. Went on to be not no shabby producers. What? And then Mac Main, I was living with Mac Main. So these guys, you live with Mac Main before all the young money stuff, all this stuff. Man, how did you meet him? My cousin in in the NBA, Mac Main had a little song on the radio in New Orleans. He was gonna sign him to his label, but. Mm. I think Mac Main wanted like a hundred grand. He knew my cousin had it. He from New Orleans, you know. He was a little <laughs> smart on the business sense. We from Picking, you know, I'm finna get try to get a hundred bands out of him. I got a song on the radio. My cousin didn't want to do it, but during that whole incubator stage, he was doing music with us and stuff. He was living in my cousin condo with me. Like, Mac Main, I met him one night at the Palms Hotel. Man, I never forget man, look, it. We he talked just and chopped changed it up. The number. Did he, he been had the same number like twenty years. He just changed the number. Why would he do that after having it so long? I'm pretty sure he had other numbers, but like like if you had that number, you was you able to get contact up, up until probably about two or three months ago. Yeah. <laughs> you got the new number. Nah, I ain't got the new number. Yet. I ain't, <laughs> even, I ain't right even right asking for the new number. Yeah, that's my boy. But I ain't asking for the new number or nothing like that. Um, he can reach him if he needs to reach him. I mean, I'll just inbox him. Most of the time we just talk on Instagram through the inbox. Yeah, inbox. Yeah, yeah, up until he changed the number. He had a um Miami number back the last time I had went to Miami and pulled up on him, but I ain't, I ain't had So you seen him when he went to uh, Young Money and all I that stuff everything. happened? What all was the, it. were you proud of him when he well, went to Young Money? It was one of the most inspiring things because it's somebody I know, like I, I used to live with you, bro. We pulled up to Xavier University in one of my cousin cars every day. Like that was our everyday thing. Yeah. My cousin in Indiana, he had 14 cars in the mansion next door. I got the keys to the mansion. With mm. all the cars, you feel them? Sorry, cuz you probably didn't ever know. No, put you it feel out what I'm saying? We just grabbing a car, going to Xavier, and that's what Mac Man would go over there and rap. Mm. And like, he'll just start freestyling that everybody crowd around us, bro. Like, wow. he, he was that good. What? He the only one rapping. Everybody just standing around, just listening to him rap, bro. Everybody, I'm like, I'm sitting like, that's my boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's your boy. But uh, he, would, he would have me around like all the, um, like Super Blanca, uh, Jay Gutter, all them, you know, that Wayne had signed. Yeah. It was his real partners and stuff. They shooting basketball and stuff. I didn't know at the time. Like, mm -hmm. uh, actually, you couldn't own it at the time because they didn't they have. didn't formulate yet. Yeah, they hadn't formulated yet. So when you when you see him formulate, and I'm not going to go into too much detail on it, but you when you see him make that move, did you feel like 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 he got a good deal on the move when he made it? Because he became the president of it. But he was just so smart. Like, I learned a lot of stuff from Mac Man just a little time. We was, you know what I'm saying, live together just on, as far as the business sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, he could have signed to this NBA player and had every, where well, we had everything. We had every all the chains. We had all the cars. We had everything. That, from the looks, it, it would have been it. But he knew, like, you feel those? He knew something, something else. You feel what I'm saying? Like, uh, he could have went a whole different direction. You feel what I'm saying? He knew something great. You feel me? You feel me? But, uh, he felt something. Yeah, uh, that, that it was just crazy to see. I remember going and visiting him and uh, after I had I had moved back from New Orleans, I had moved to uh, Mississippi, and I went back and visited him in New Orleans, and he, he had like a Magnum on some 20, 24s, 22s or something, and he had another car on some 22s or something, and he was uh, living in an apartment. Now, Back when I was living with him, he had a busted up Chevy Chevy Tahoe. He remember that black Tahoe, but he used to get them A to B. You get those both A to B. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. 
So I, then I walked in his apartment, got a little fish tank with the little fish that hit each other in their head and stuff. Oh, I'm like, yeah. okay, you, you know, you coming up. And that's when he told me, he was like, yeah, you know, I just started fooling with, um, it wasn't even Young Money back then. It was, uh, I think it was Squad or something like that. Squad up or something like that. Mm. Yeah, it, it was. Could've, it could have been Young Money, but it could have been like the very, very beginning first, yeah. stages of it. And I'm like, I, I, I congratulate because Wayne was already like one of the biggest stars on the yeah. planet. You know what I'm saying? So you know whatever he got going on for it to be huge it's too. It's huge. And that was, just, a hit, that was the peak of it. Yeah, just from there, just seeing it just just go crazy. And I'm, I'm seeing watching them on 106 and Park. I'm watching them like, bro, I was just living with How did How much did that bro. inspire your, your, your drive? A hundred percent. I done been around a lot of people that end up blowing and each time. Like even the J.D. Young situation, like I met him with 2,000 followers. I have 5,000, so to see you mm -hmm. go to 3 million, it just lets me know, like, man, it, you just got to keep going, and eventually you're going to have whatever you, you know, whatever you're trying to But that's so funny that you said that, because I know a lot of people in that um, shoe would have been like, why is everybody around me going, but I'm not gone at that point, at that time? Did I, you ever get I, that Did you ever time? feel that? Nah, I, I knew about time. I knew about time. Uh, it, it, it's, it's something that's always been preached to me from day one. You know, when it's your time, it's your time. That's good. And then another thing, like, I was producing in Picayune. Like, they didn't have another me at the time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was that good. So it was, it was like, I was cool with the, you know. The movement. I, yeah, I was, I, and like, I wasn't getting my just due. I just, I knew I had to grow it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like if I would have blew up back then, it would have been a whole different story. Mm -hmm. I'm young. I would probably did stupid stuff with the money you know what I'm saying like when I when Jay the Younger blew up I, I went and got everything I'm supposed to have you feel what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying like <laughs> crib cars wives everything like I'm I, you know you let's talk me? about like, Jay the Younger man like like I, I heard you say in another interview that his work ethic was like on a whole nother level um what was it that how, how did you guys end up just even coming together he just Found you because you was doing music already. His older cousins. I used to I used to record his older cousins. I told you this is my third generation. Okay. Yeah. So once I'm I've been doing it 22 years. Once I hit 30, that's three generations. Yeah. So I'm into my third generation right now. And his older cousins used to record in my studio, and um, I had I had set him up a studio at his at his spot. Like I gave him the template. I told him everything to to go buy and stuff like that. So once JD Young started. Growing up, he would record by his cousin's house because they had the best studio. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because I set him up right. So one time, J.D. Young was doing a mixtape with Scotty Kane, and they called me to engineer it because they wanted, you know, Scotty Kane was a little bit more advanced. They wanted a real engineer, and you know, mm -hmm, his cousin, the rap that recorded him, can't really record like me, but he can get the job done. Shout out to Boona. Boona, that's his name anyway. So when I recorded J.D. Young for that tape, it was a rap. Like, he didn't want nobody else to record him from that point on. Cause I'm so fast, bro. Like I'm, I record super fast and and it's fast and efficient. And then like whatever you thinking of, I'm finna do that already. Cause I've recorded so many artists. Like I know what you thinking already. Nine times out of ten, you feel me? Mm -hmm. And I was just, you know, it's like if you get stuck, I write too. So I, I can throw you a line. You ain't stuck no more. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, you know. Just what was the first song that went crazy stupid with, for Jada Young and you that you produced? That you knew like this is crazy. I didn't know it, but Mud Brother. Okay. Uh, at the time, I think the track I did for BG 
or Pimp C had the most views. There you go. Just stop right there. <laughs> you What's said that? the magic Anytime word. Anytime you say Pimp C in here, bro, you can just shut it down right there. We he got to stop. stop and talk about Pimp C every time. <laughs> Nothing else really matters at that point for me. <laughs> you could say, it's like you're going blah, 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 uh, blah, blah, blah. That's so let's talk about Pimp. That's hard right there. <laughs> For you to be done rocked out with Pimp, work with Pimp. What song? I'm my third generation. Man, true Steve, story. Steve, you Steve, 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 true story. That true was you. True story, little bitch. Yeah, Man. I, did, I was so long ago, I didn't even have a tag. Heartbeats on track didn't even exist. <laughs> they called story. me OJ, matter of fact, back then. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, mm. so true story. You produced that. Yep. That's hard, man. Yep. Like, I, like I produced that whole how uh, was true it, story album. Actually, how yeah. was it working with with Pimp? Uh, I and ain't did you really, work with him face to face? Yeah, I ain't never recorded Pimp C. I've been on stage with Pimp C while he, um, while he performed my song though. That was dope. That was hard. Oh, okay. yeah. What city was that? Hattiesburg? Hattiesburg. He performed for the Q. He did, did he, he knew you. Yeah, I was on stage with them. Yeah, I was on, like I, they performed my song. He knew me for sure. The last thing Pimp C ever told me was, was this um a release party, and he put his arm around me and told me, whenever I start using live instruments, I'm out of here. Wow. He said, when you start using them, like, so I love your beats. He said, but when you start using them live instruments, he said, you gone. Mm. And, and that was true. I mean, could be. Was that could what be, set you, be, what, I mean, was that what set you apart once you started no, doing that? No, no, because he, he know he got the technology, right? It, it's a I technology-driven thing. Isn't a piano a live instrument? It is. Yes. And I use a lot of piano. But you already were using a piano. Yeah, but, right. Right. I'm just thinking right. about how technology is, bro. I'm more, I get it. I do have a couple of people that come in and like, you know, play the guitars and stuff for me like that, and I make the beat around them and stuff like that. But, you know, PMC was a big uh, Real. live yeah. instrument fan. Mm -hmm. you know? How that whole situation in, ended up coming about, though, I had a partner down there named 17 uh, that was signed to him okay. a long mm -hmm. time ago. Y'all okay. probably know 17 that mm -hmm. went viral all kind of time. But anyway, I produced that whole Pimp C Presents 17. I produced that whole album. Yeah. Pimp C only did two Pimp C Presents, Boosie and Webby and 17. Man, and that, that was live. Yeah. 17 actually was dope artists. I heard was, some of his stuff. Was dope artists. You know, um, just a, a, a litany of things that Pimp had his hand in. Pimp had his hand in, I was watching, mm -hmm. you know, to be honest so, with you. Yeah, so he came down there, he, he would come, uh, I think they did an album release party in Mississippi. Pimpsey came down there. He came with the whole family and all, all that stuff. I didn't go to that, but I do remember everybody, you know, talking about right it. before the show. I went to the show that was right after the oh, okay. meet and greet. I always be late. You feel me? <laughs> yeah, but that's what Pimpsey so told me. That was, Pimp, was, was, was Pimp like, I guess when he when, when you knew that he had linked with 17, was that big for the city or? Huge. It was huge. Everybody it knew. It was crazy how it even happened. <clears throat> we in the studio. I had just met 17. He had paid me for an album for some beats. He paid me for all the beats up front and then left for like a year and didn't mm -hmm. pick out no beats. And said, so I'll mm -hmm. be back to pick out my beats. I ain't seen him no more for a, a year. A whole year. A oh, year. That's crazy. He came back a year later. All right, I'm ready to pick him out. So he picked out all the beats. He came to the studio. We were in the studio session. And um, somebody asked him, man, who are, who, who you, you know, have you want to do a song with? And he was like, man, I, I always want to do something with Pimp C. Because he had just bought a Yo Gotti verse. I produced that. So he was you playing with some paper. Yeah, he was like quarter million up at the time. That's hard. You feel me? Uh, he had just bought a Pastor Troy verse, a Bohagan verse. I produced all of them. He, like, he really helped me out. That was early on in my career. 
And then he said he wanted to work with PMC. And there was a guy named Mon at a, in our studio session. He had a camera. And Mon, he, he owned a clothing store in Gulfport. He was like, or Mossport, I'm sorry. He said, uh, man, PMC was just at my clothing store last week because he had just performed on the coast. He was like, I got his number. 17 said, call him. He called him. 17 walked outside. He came back in. He told me in Iceberg, he said, I need two beats. He said, I'm going to go to Texas tomorrow. I'm going to go do two songs with him. And uh, we made True Story on Spot. Uh, Iceberg put a couple signs in there, too. Uh, and then he took another beat that I had made. And Pimp C ended up getting on both of the beats. The other one was Keith Sweat. I don't know if you ever, ever heard that one. I hadn't heard it. Uh, but that's hard to... It, it, listen, man. But look, look listen. Let me ahead, tell you. Go so ahead, go ahead. so 17 walked out the studio. He came back and said, I needed two beats. He flew back. He flew to Texas the next day, did a song with him. He charged 14000 for the verse. Wow. From what 17 tell me, I don't know. Uh, he said he ended up giving him most of the money back and just signing him to UGK. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, and and doing the project with them. That's hard, wow. man. Like I said, that's a hard story, man. For you to be had your fingers all in it, you was all up in that. I never would have knew that, man. Third generation, man. I I think that's live. He's so young. Trade the truth. Trade the truth. Somebody. He on the wall up there with me. A guy named Smokey Loco had bought a verse from, and and that was my first time hearing an industry artist on my beat. Was Trey? Trade the truth. How did it sound? Did you like it? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, and they're like gonna go in. I ain't heard of him before. You know what I'm saying? But then, like, bro was bragging on because bro from Texas, the guy who who he did the song. He knew it was gonna be fire. Man, what? Yeah, man, Trey got a got a, a a low tempo but hard. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of just a crisp. You know what I'm talking? It's a grainy like. Yep. But that was gonna go. And, and and he still got fans. Right? Like, oh come on, man! Shit, man! Trey, yeah. Trey, yeah. Trey, really? You know, he had his situations this year, but uh, or last year. But I'm gonna be honest with you, man. When you don't put the work in, them guys done put in down there in mm -hmm. Houston, man. It's hard to get around that, man. That's history and legacy. Right. And they don't really need nobody. They already self-made, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Right. And that's what I love about them. They came in at a good time, too. Oh, yeah. They respected, too, for what they Damn. accomplished. And they different. You can't take away their difference. Right. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you a question. So, okay, because I know <clears throat> artists is different, but with producer, like all of the old beats that you've done back in the days when you first started and stuff like that, do you ever still like listening to those? Because, you know, as people grow and you change, they usually hate. <laughs> you in Mississippi, man. Hate. Mm -hmm. You you know, you know you've Crit. grown so much from it. I do know Crit. Crit used to, uh, Big Crit used to be I'm uh, sorry, Facebook baby. friend. Big Crit, my hey, boy. He, he, he blew up and he unfriended He blocked you? No, nah, he ain't blocked me. He just unfriended me. I, I, he I, switched I, up. I looked at him one time and said, ah, we ain't friends on him no more. Because, huh? see, I met him at the SEA Awards. Okay. Bro, I, I can still got the picture right now. I didn't know who they was. I'm the guy in there with the chain. You in that whole dark it up. And they yeah. came and asked me to take a picture. I got the picture, and you tagged me on Facebook. I yeah. still got the screenshot of the tag and everything. And, and then I think he yeah. blew up. He changed up. Yeah, he don't know me no more. Damn. But that's how I be, though. You know, I, I ain't this, hating I, on him. I'm proud I, of him. He probably got a lot of stuff going on. I'm proud of him, man. It's, it, it, it's our people, man. Because, you know, you, you want to keep the numbers down, Sorry. too, at the same time. You feel mm -hmm. me? Like, a lot of people don't have, like to have their follower count up. You know, and me and him didn't have, like, a personal relationship. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, linked up at the SEA Awards before he blew up, man. That was like the, the extent of it, but did you like his music? Loved it, yeah. What was I, it, what? What did you like most about it? Cause he say he get, you know, he he get he get that 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 the, the Texas sound that Houston sound. He get, he give it mo much respect. Facts. 
what I like about it, um, probably his delivery. Yeah. Like the, the the way he delivers his songs. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, he depicts his words very well. Uh, make sure that you can hear everything he's saying. And he always has a message. Like, always has some type of, you know, some type of the message behind and stuff. Uh, Wait a minute. I, you know, I don't forget nothing, man. Oh, rich boy, man. Where is he from? He from down there? Alabama. Okay, okay. I, he, uh, he over there with, uh, with Brett when it came in. Yeah, I remember Rich Boy. Yeah, he, I seen a lot of stuff lately about him. Don't look at it. Don't, it look I crazy. I seen it too. I got I, a couple I, mutual I feel, friends. Yeah, and, they, they, it, and yeah. I don't know how. I, I, I like to, man, I, I definitely would like to talk to him. Yeah, just prayers up to him. Prayers up, man. For real. Yeah, Anytime somebody going through it, man, you know, because everybody can bounce back. Shout out to Jaheen, man. Where he at? I ain't seen him lately. There's a couple of them out there. Man, you got to think about it, though, man. Like, That's I, precious. I just, I just talked to my partner yesterday about uh, basketball like he, he was a very good athlete and didn't make it to the NBA and I was just asking like how did it affect you does that mess with you mentally and I'm, I'm pretty sure music does the same thing just imagine alright you have a hit song a big song and they give you 2-3 million and you just fly through that cause you 19 or 20 you know that by the time you 22, 23, you're going to have another huge song, but sometimes Sometimes the next one it. don't come. You feel what I'm saying? And it's just like, now you got the pressure of everybody coming up to you, asking you this stuff all the time. I can't even step out of the house without people bringing this, bringing that up. And it's just like, it's... But one thing with a huge song, would I, I've met people who've only had one huge song. They still even, especially if it's legendary, they still even get booked to go right. perform yeah, that one song. But you got to be You got to be mentally. That's a mega hit. Right. A mega, mega hit. But uh, but but Rich Boy's song was hard, nigga. You remember when that first came out? <clears throat> I do remember when it first came out. We do. But Actual Kids. Oh, they ain't going to know nothing you about that. You see what I'm saying? But, no. but Not unless it comes on TikTok. <clears throat> but Actual Kids, have they heard Chopper Style? Yeah, I'll that's a that's they everybody know Chopper Style. Yeah, still right now, I still be seeing reels right now. Chopper Style, this song twenty years old. What keeps a lot of these songs alive, the old songs to me is TikTok because they bring yeah. it right back in one. Because <clears throat> when my child tell me she knows certain songs, mm-hmm. I say how you how you TikTok they did a reel on there. Yeah, and that's the only reason she knows she don't know the mm-hmm. whole song. She just know that part that they clip and put in Facts. there. Facts. That's about it. So I remember the City Girls did that with Chopper Style song. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, like a mega hit, bro. You still gonna listen to that 20 years later, mm-hmm. like when it's a mega hit, and, and those are the ones that still getting booked off that one song. Mm-hmm. We'll get back to JD Young and man, because like I said, he was he he he, was, he when that happened, it was weird to me how it happened. The night that I, the time I found out about mm-hmm. it, like where you you being so closely knitted to him, kind of how how did when you when you heard about it that he had gotten killed because he hit the internet fast facts mm-hmm. I, I tried to hit him up uh, I just said tell me you're okay and she, it, the message never even delivered it never delivered uh-uh. nope my partner had called me <coughs> Wayne had called me and said uh, man check on J.D. Young I heard he just got killed behind my sister's house how and far is that from you, where you at Hattiesburg yeah 35, 40 minutes away, okay. something like that. Uh, and, and so I called him, and he answered, so I just texted him. But I, w- we've had people tell us that before, like, man, J.D. Young just got killed. And I called him, be like, man, let me listen to that shit. And I was hoping it was another situation like that. But was he just in the streets that that much? J.D. Young got killed for something that had nothing to do with him. 
I, I don't want to say too much online. Of course. But it ain't had nothing to do with him. You would think all that, all that stuff, uh, all that stuff would have, you know, caught up to him. But nah, it, ha- it had nothing to do with him. The reason why Jay, they basically killed J.D. Young because he was the head of the ship. Head of the snake. They said if you if you kill, cut the head off the body, die. That's basically what it was all for. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it, you, but you being that you, because I talked to uh, DJ Chose, and DJ Chose, uh, he produced for Fredo Bangs, and he say a lot of times he he said it was it was it it yeah it was dangerous being in the studio doing the stuff with him. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever feel that way when you was dealing with J.D. Young? Until I built my new facility, yeah. You felt that way? I mean, not, not really. Not not like something going to happen because, uh, you know, I always keep my studio pretty secure, but I, I understood it could, you know, it could be a, a crazy situation happening any time. One time I was doing a show in my city and I, I had booked J.D. Young in it. I think I think it was Ace too. I forgot, but anyway, they kept calling me all day talking about twenty thousand dollars or else it ain't gonna be no show or something like that. Like we finna pull up over there to that studio because I know he over there. Ain't nobody ever pull up though. We so was that was just it. Pump faking. I'm plugged in with some with some pretty good people down there. So like, you know. so the thing you gotta understand is you guys. How long did you would you say you and him worked together from start to finish? 2016, 17 to 2022. Yeah. Wow. His whole career. So, I, when I met him, he had 2,000 followers. Yeah, yeah, you said that. And, and it's like, that was, do you, and I don't want to say, but do you think you'll ever deal with anybody that scale like that, a move like that ever again in your career? I don't know, because it was, it was unheard of what was going on with J.D. Young. Like, he took off like a wildfire. Like, it was crazy, bro. Like, I remember I didn't even know he had blown. Like, somebody had to come tell me that. Like, I had I had let one of my partners ride with me down to Bogalusa to go pick up some money that he owed me. J.D. Young owed me for some recording. And when we got back, I guess a couple weeks ago, I mean, a couple weeks later, he made a post and it was like, I just realized that was J.D. Young in the truck with me and Heartbeats when I rode with him to go pick up some, or rode with him to Bogalusa or whatever. I'm like, I'm reading the post, like, okay. It's just another guy recording my studio. Why are you saying that? Man, that boy said, boy, you don't know, boy, J.D. Youngin is lit. Boy, he went pulling out the, what you call it, showing me all the numbers. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's stuff. So, at first, I wasn't even making his beats. I'm just recording all his music and mixing it. I wanted to start seeing these numbers. I'm going to practice on anything beats for a little while. You feel me? Yeah. So, a year later, I showed him a beat, finally. He rapped on it, and that was the song I was telling you. Uh, Mud. Mud Brothers. Mud, yeah. And, uh, he came out, put it on World Star, hit 4.4 million views. That was the first time I ever hit that many views. views. Yeah. yeah, so um, JD Young was different, bro. Like, he, he might have did a lot of stuff, but his passion for music was unmatched, bro. Like, he would have stayed in the studio all the time. If, if I could just work 24 hours, seven days a week, he wouldn't even left. He wouldn't even left. No, after I, after I showed him that beat, his his albums prior to that, I didn't have no beats on. <clears throat> his next album after that, I had fourteen beats on the. I had mm. got five of my heroes producers on the, and nine of my own beats on the. That was Forever Twenty Three, which is his biggest album to to date right now. Wow! You and know every album after that, I'd be having like ten beats on the, twelve beats. Like, 
every album after that, even the one he just dropped. It's crazy the stories they tell. Like like Double A said the same thing when he dealt with NBA Young Boy or, or Kodak Black and how they scale. Like um, it's crazy how you know what I mean. Yeah, how crazy. quick you can't you don't know. It's like you just said like a fire. Just yep. take out you ain't nothing you could do but just try to figure out how to get in algorithm. He first signed with Cinematic. We go out to L.A. I'm getting Ubers, asking people to do it because I think Elimination had just went gold, ordering them songs or Interstate. So I'm asking people, do they know J.D. Young? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I produce with J.D. Young. I'm thinking they know him because he hot as firecracker down, down in the, the south. south. Yeah. They don't, they know, don't him. know him. I, I agree. I believe that. We come back a year later. A year later. Nobody that I asked didn't know him. Nobody. Like, not one person. Oh, yeah, I know him. Even if they don't know him by name, as soon as I pull up and show them his, the song. this guy, the, the hair. Oh, the hair. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know him. He's got 23 islands home. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. crazy. But when a um okay, so when a rapper um finds a producer that they love to work with, um they usually just stick with that person. Jay did. But then okay, but with a producer, do y'all normally just because most producers have a certain sound? Like sometimes some some people can listen to a song, not even know who produced it, whatever, and be like, oh, that's just such, because it's like they have a certain style. Even if you didn't hear the tag. <coughs> they definitely do that with mine. They have a certain mm -hmm. style. Yeah. But then if a certain rapper sticks with a producer too long, I mean, they only oh, have that certain style nah, and not switch it up. I was a little smarter than that. I went and signed Heroes mm -hmm. that I knew made other sounds that J.D. Young. Got like, other okay. beat makers in there. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, like, if he come, I might show him all my beats. He might not be feeling them. Right. But I, I put I got some of my heroes beats in the mix too. You see what I'm saying? And he'll, he'll choose one of them or whatever. You know. That's what you're all, all of my producers got placements on JD Young project. Everyone, I I don't have a hero that I haven't had on his project. Yet. Wow, that's I hard. Got, I got like six producers signed to me, but it's like thirty producers all together. That's together. what I was wondering. How yeah, many producers you have nationwide? Yeah. Wow. Do you think? When when you what do Jonathan think about you when he see you now? Call me all the time. What he be saying proud. like, damn? He proud is a good investment. Mm -hmm. that was, that he, I don't know how he feels about like you know Mac Main being you know slipping away from him and stuff like that. Uh, but he definitely started some things that uh, man, it probably might not even have gotten done if he didn't make it pro. Because when he stopped doing the music, he gave me his studio. So I'm automatically wow. had an A1 studio. You see what I'm saying? Like, just gave me all his equipment. I and that's the back. studio you have right now? No, no, no. Of course. This, I was about this, to say. No, he, the he got the biggest. Now. I know, but I didn't know if it, like, expanded and yeah. kept that one and just expanded bigger there. Uh, I started Heartbeats Studios in 2010. But I, but, uh, I think... I had been away from him since like 06 or something like that. I was just asking okay. how proud he is of you to see he loved how you he how you've moved forward. Because he, he planted he helped plant that seed. Yeah, he lets that be known all the time. And I let it be known. As, I, as, I as you should. All the time. Yeah, for sure. As I remember you I, I moved down here in nineteen ninety six. He got drafted in nineteen ninety nine. Mm. So like so like when I moved down here, I only had to go through like three years of the bullshit. You feel what I'm saying? So he called, he put my whole family on payroll. Wow. Oh, my uncles, aunties, everybody, mm -hmm. like, everybody was getting money up per month. You feel me? Like, everybody had jobs and stuff that they did. That's a know? good write-off, too. Damn good write-off. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, but why you had that um, gap? You said 2010 is when you started your Heartbeat Studio, but then you left him in um, 06. So you had a four-year gap in between where you weren't at a studio. 
Yeah. Well, Why and what happened? I was I had moved to Atlanta right after Katrina for like a year. Uh-huh. But um, I had the studio because I had my studio in Picayune. Okay. That's what it was. Oh, okay. So I would come back and forth and stuff like that to come. Mm-hmm. I, as a matter of fact, I had a travel studio too. So okay. like, it wasn't really a travel studio, but I made it a travel studio. There <laughs> was a lot of equipment to be. <laughs> but Moving I had, around. Yeah, because yeah. when I moved to Atlanta, I didn't have like a whole lot of client, mm-hmm. clients and stuff. I was just you know going out on the wing in a prayer. Um, I was producing for Tyler Perry brother back then. He was Tyler Perry had just blew up, like mm. just just blew up. So his boy, you been was, working. So his brother was coming with them crispy hunters mm-hmm. every time. You feel his name? His Ember brother Perry. rap. His brother had an artist. Oh, I had an artist. R&B artist. artist. What's his brother's name? Emory Perry. Emory Perry. Yeah. Perry. And I ain't seen him since then. Like, <laughs> you like, won't. They, no, they, they, they he working for him time. up there. Yeah, I remember he was telling me Tyler Perry built him a barbershop or something like that, like a brand new one or whatever. Tyler Perry just blew up. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just blew up. But uh, so Did I, you know Tyler? Nah, I ain't okay. Tyler. But you know, they from New Orleans. That's so what the I heard. the artist that I was producing for was from New Orleans too, but right. we was all in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So that come buy some beats and stuff like that but um, at that time I was coming like I might stay in Atlanta like two three weeks and I come back to uh, picking in and come to to uh, record oh, oh it was a studio called Finish Line Studios that's where I, that's where my equipment was oh, okay it was in the garage at um uh, at my partner house so I come back every, you know every now and again and come over there. does anybody have when you said a travel studio I'm like does anybody actually have a travel studio that they travel around like. Yeah. The United States and I mean, not, not that. It's just a laptop and some headphones and a mic. No, I'm talking yeah. like a re. Oh yeah, that's all you yeah. need. I mean, go look at uh, Yo Gotti page right now. They were just mm-hmm. recording his in his uh Maybach the other day. I think mm-hmm. it was Maybach yesterday. I just seen it. So you don't have to have like soundproof stuff. Man, a car is some of the best soundproof booth you get. Really? <laughs> if you if you if I'm sitting in a car mm-hmm. and you sitting on the side of me and I'm talking to you with a normal voice. No, Are you gonna normal hear anything outside? No, but if you blasting music, I can hear it. No, you, you don't. You don't blast the music while recording. Mm. All they recording is the mic. The, the mic. music down. You got the headphones on. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? The only thing the, the car serving is your booth now. You feel me? Because it's like completely soundproof enough. Man, okay. it's about you know someone got the screen inside the car for you to hear anything. And you say your studio is the biggest studio right now. I ain't seen another studio bigger than mine. How big is it? I think it's 1,900 square feet, something like that. You got to come see it. How many studios you have in there? Five. You just got to come see it because it, it's, it's, it looks like it might be a little small outside because it's you got to go downhill to the studio, but it's two stores. So when they mm-hmm. come, they be like, I didn't even know this had a second story on the. But okay. yeah, I got a game room and I got a podcast room. Five studios in there. I got a hookah lounge in there. Full kitchen, four bathrooms. My A-room booth big enough to put a choir in there. I guess humongous. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I heard you say about your, uh, your your producers. Who is the one that's making the most noise, uh, the ones who are producing these beats, that, that's working on, on well, that's working with heroes? Out of mine? Yeah. Twisted Genius. Twisted Genius? Yeah, Twisted Genius. Like oh, he, Twisted Genius. You ever heard of Twisted Genius? Never heard of him. Oh, that's one of the biggest producers in the world. But yeah, he he a hero too. I, I ain't gonna say he under me. Like we just a team. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like um, I say, part, I kind of say partnership. Right, right. You know? yeah, it's Twisted Genius been been a hero before. Like he signed a QC. Now he did the whole something to wow. prove album. Really? Like, yeah, he did something to prove that that song. He did the Forever Scar. 
He did the single with with him and Wayne on that album, mm. and the one with him and Future on that album. Like he he produced, he signed one of the biggest wow publishing deals. Well, yeah, but uh, but yeah, who he, who would be next? Probably Laco. Laco Laco got a lot of placements on on, on Key Glock. Uh, him and Joey, both okay. of them. Uh, they locked in good with Key Glock and uh and another artist over there, QC. I forgot his name. Uh. Trill, Trill making a lot of noise in Louisiana. Like he produces for all the up and coming artists. It's like I ain't talking about like, like just independent. I'm talking about like getting the two and three hundred thousand like that stage. Like he produces everybody going to him. Uh, How do these guys uh, run into you? Like do they do they feel like, like if I can, I'm a, I'm gonna join that group or do you reach out to them or it just happens some kind of way organically? Yeah, it's happened organically. Uh, at the time, I was seeking producers uh, for JD Younger. It was, okay. it was really awesome, you know. Uh, I, I I knew what we what we actually needed, you know what I'm saying? And you you need that beat team and that originality and stuff to to stand out. And JD he rapped so much, bro. Like <laughs> I knew I couldn't do it by myself. Like I had. He to stays in the studio. Yeah, man, that man. Like we got probably a thousand songs right now. He, I want to talk to you about that because the last one you say y'all made was Goodbye, which is ironically a uh, uh, something that kind of matches it's kind of like uh the mo3 outside song when he left and you know it, it's like it's like the universe knows you know what i mean so he was doing a lot of good like what was what why that sound but goodbye you know what i mean no i'm talking about he was doing a lot of like prophesizing his you know, oh oh like prophesying death like yeah, like it, tupac it, even when he got killed the song that was on his story he's rapping about how he got killed the exact way that how, he, how it happened in the song. Really? It was on his story when he died. Yeah. I, mean, I think he posted that little snip too, but yeah. Do you believe that a lot of rappers um, <clears throat> speak things into existence? I don't believe in that shit. Yeah, no. You don't? I think you still a little hurt behind everything that happened. I just don't believe in speaking under to existence. This shit already planned out, man. God got all this shit written out already in my eyes. Okay, I, I, okay. I don't I don't feel like he was is questioning what he gonna do with our life as we live. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So like I just I don't even really believe in karma. I know so many bad people that got so much good shit. <laughs> Dude, what about the, the you, you okay, you you just said you got thousands of songs that he done you you have how many projects can you foresee putting together and are you the one that's doing it or or how does that work because when one dies family and all of them start to tripping i don't know if you experienced this but i've talked to a lot of people who go through things where which they hurt so you're saying who owns the right yeah like like who's who's like like who's going in there talking because he probably he got a deal so certain people with a deal you got to deal with the company i mean right now is he 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 was with atlantic atlantic and i think um cinematic was like facilitating everything um he had a lot of leeway in, in his uh in his situation they not really too strict on that. I think Poe puts together the album, uh, which is his manager. He the one who picked out the Fever 23 lineup, which was his biggest album. And um, and he just called me and said, hey, we need these songs. Let's get a mix and master and send it into the label. That's, that's basically the whole process. It ain't no, I don't argue with his family or nothing like that. I don't know where 
the money going as far as his sales. I don't he didn't have no kids or nothing. Did he have kids? He did have a kid, yeah. Okay, so yeah, he probably he looking out for his kid, I don't, I don't, hopefully. I don't, I don't speak on... Yeah, because you never... You, you never you know, know what I'm saying. Right. You, never, you never met his kids? Oh, yeah, yeah. I know his whole family. Okay, sure. so you yeah, did. Sure you, did. You, you, you knew his kids. I was have? close to J.D. Young, bro. Like, that's my dog. You feel me? But uh, he just had one kid. He had another one uh, on the way, but I think... Uh, I think I saw him happen and, and the baby just ended up not living. Really? Yeah, that was right before he died. Really? Right wow. before he died, yeah. Uh, do you think, so he could he probably could have a good uh documentary or a good story Man, about it. Just about to do one. I I'm writing a movie right now, he was gonna be in the movie. I, I ain't had a chance to put him on my podcast. Wow. Like, I had started all this stuff when he was in jail, mm. like my podcast, my mic video, like What's the name of your podcast? Oh, the music playground. Okay, the music mm-hmm. playground. Okay. And I was going to put it on it and all that stuff, bro. What inspired you to start a podcast? I'm going to be real with you. I, I'm horrible with these camera. <laughs> so I feel like if I do my own podcast, like I could start getting away from the, you know, the camera shot shit. So I just started my own. And then, like. How did it work? It's it good, good, yeah. It helps. Yeah, me and Dub G, uh, Big High, we, we, you know, we just talk about you know, what we got going on. But I didn't have a lot of um, <clears throat> platforms reaching out to me either. You know, we in Mississippi, bro. People really ain't reaching out to Mississippi, like, talking about. You got to really be making some huge noise. So I was like, man, I'm going to just start my own podcast and, you know, kind of tell them what I got going on myself. Yeah. Wow, did you ever get to meet David Banner? Nah. Never met David yet? Nah, my cousin bought a beat from him, though. Um uh, when, whenever he had the record label and I had the track outs to the beat so like I, I even learned stuff from that you know what I'm saying like from from David Bama so think about it you Mississippi you got Alabama you got Texas you got the southern states you got mm-hmm. I don't know man I be having struggle trying to but South Carolina they say they country but I be looking at how they position I'm mm-hmm. sorry but <laughs> if you think about it it makes sense when you think about it but they still the south sound like a pimp <laughs> oh, I guess I don't know. It was in Atlanta, when people said Atlanta wasn't south, I know you. Boy, that was, so that was crazy. I oh, had them stories on here. Oh man, I can so imagine. We was in Atlanta, and well, I didn't wear it, but seventeen full UGK regalias. Yeah, while we in Atlanta, in man. the studio, man, we was in the studio when that thing aired on the radio. Yep. And when you walked outside, what did people say? What not? Mm-hmm. They're not feeling. They ain't, <laughs> nothing, ain't nothing. nothing going down like that. They but said that was, Miami's the South too. I've heard some people. Miami is the South. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying the way it's positioned. But I, at the yeah. end of the day, I was just saying that to say, do you feel like you know, with the way things are, are positioned and the way you guys scale, you guys are scaling like crazy. You guys are doing music, being recognized within your own realm, like you said. We got a chitlin circuit. And, and and nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, you basically got, go platinum. You can you could go yeah. you could go gold. You don't yeah. need much nothing. You can they do got it. artists that do it all the time right now. But what do you think mm-hmm. when they say like when they were calling Migos like the mumble rappers and stuff like that? It, just because it, we from the south and they up on the east coast. You see what I'm saying? To me, that's just us again hating, think, on, hating on somebody. That's all I do. I agree with that, but I think it's the, the different dialect too. Like me and you talk different than Facts. Facts. we go yeah. up there. You know, I go up there a lot. But but still like past the dialect, you should still be proud to know the black man winning. Like why why are you getting upset because he's rapping in a different pattern than you to the point where you don't like southern rap? That's weird to me. 
you and I, Ice T just, I had an interview mm-hmm. with Ice T, and Ice T was talking about culture. And he says the different cultures are just because you're from the South and you speak a little different. Yeah, we just had this conversation. You know and, and, and so since I speak a little different, I'm doing it different than you up there. You don't like Southern rap. To me, that's weird. That's kind of weird. To me, New York talk different than us, but there's plenty of people I, I like up there. Yeah. You know Who saying? do you like in New York? Uh, Fabio Hart. Fabio, yeah, you, you listen to, and, he, and, and he's like, uh, yeah, he hard. He hard. I ain't gonna lie, Scarlett hard too, though. Yeah. Scarlett, Scarlett going right. crazy. She scares me, right? She going she crazy. Have you seen her? She got a scar on her lip. Yeah, oh, yeah, told I showed you that. Yeah. yeah, Scarlett going in. Bro, I respect that she used her deficiency as a. A benefit, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, because then she know people gonna talk about it anyway, so might as well. She can rap too. She ain't just she's spitting the bars. No, mm-hmm. she's a, she's a hundred percent New York. New that's York. What, that's what they love. That's about what her. they like, do. Yeah, she's a hundred percent New York. The way she talks, the slang, the beats, the the reverb they put on the songs, like it's all New York. Do you think? Because what's been happening lately in New York and on the East Coast, well, New York especially. It's been the women rappers that's been scaling more than any men over the last five to probably seven years. Yeah, women doing their thing. Am right. I right? Yeah, women doing their thing. You got right. Cardi B, Nicki Minaj. You got all these different women, right? Remy mm-hmm. Ma. Like the women is pretty much, and uh, Young M.A., mm-hmm. they, they they holding it down mm-hmm. for New York. Well, you know, I don't know. The guys rapping the, the New York stuff is a, a little different. Like I, I can see New York getting into it, but like, it's hard to get it, that New York stuff into the clubs and it, stuff. It there. never was. You feel it? It never saying? was. But the females don't just be on that sound. No, nah, they, they be, be they mixing in the South. They mixing. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. What you about to say? Um, earlier you were talking about um, the South, the North, all of that. How do you feel about or do you agree with a statement that says, like, example, BET Awards and stuff like that, that they don't really recognize, like, a lot of um, Southern rappers Southern, you know, um, entertainers and so forth. I didn't know they didn't. Who have you seen them recognize? I ain't watched the BET Awards. <laughs> <in years. laughs> Me neither. I'm, I'm just saying, like, uh, no, it was just brought to my attention when I started thinking about it. I'm like, hmm. When you think about the, I guess when you, what you're saying is like when you think about some of the ones that scale down here, like yeah, there's so many great. I used people. to say this. I would always say this, like, I, I and, and it's reasons because of the positioning, right? Mm-hmm. You'll see a papoose on on uh, say uh, uh, the Breakfast Club, but you never seen Darrell on there. He a platinum artist. Ain't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just telling you. <laughs> they be looking out for their own kind. And, and ain't nothing wrong. We just have to look out for our own kind. Shout out to Darrell. He'll be there here this weekend. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had just talked to him last time. I was here. We was supposed to lock in the studio, but I had a lot going on. Man, I love to hear you. y'all got some stuff together already. Nah, that was gonna y'all be our need to first get time. it together, man. That was gonna be our first time. Yeah. Tell me about how important KLC was to your career, or has now, been. That's that's big, bro. And then for the fact, like he still supports me right now. That's my boy. Like, he gonna do it. He gonna right do now. it. And and it's just cool to have it in your corner, like for the past twenty years. Like like, bro, keep going. You doing your thing, bro. Keep going. Keep going. You know what I'm saying? Anytime you need for, for some advice or some comment, you know. But just to have somebody like that in your corner. Over you know over these years that's inspiring right there. And he just, gonna do it, bro. Yeah, just 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 to know that he knows that I'm doing good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, I remember staying the night by this dude's house. I remember him when he was recording the the, the Soldier Slim and the BG album. I remember hearing songs on that album before it ever came out. Uh, 
all kinds of stuff. I remember walking in his house and seeing the plaques that were all mm-hmm. to his roof. It's like one day that's gonna be me. You Bam. feel me? Yeah. So you say you've been doing this for three generations now. I'm in my third yeah. And a lot of beats that you have produced have been very, very successful. Um, many people can't say that say the same. So how do you stay so relevant and keep producing beats after beats after so many years? To me, I, I think it's the piano. I think it's the piano. And it's just that's just that's just me because a lot of people nowadays they just piecing stuff together on the beats. That's they go sample something and then you know put a little drum together and send it off to their homeboy. Their homeboy do the hi hats and then the other dude do a snare. You know what I'm saying? Like, but um, when when I learned how to play the piano, it just kind of like opened up my mind to like endless amount of loops and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Instead of having to wait for the next hottest sample or something mm-hmm. like that. I could just go down and create play, yeah, create what I need to create, and 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 from there I've noticed that the only thing that separates the the beat mm-hmm. is the, between generations is the drums. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's just the drums that we got the same piano. The, the piano ain't changed in 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 hundreds of years. The guitar ain't changed. I'm saying they're the same instruments. You just putting them over different types of drums, like the 808 changes, the bass changes. If you can keep yourself up to date with what's in, and then also make new stuff that ain't you know thought of, you can stay you can stay relevant. I don't have a beat that collects dust on my computer at all. So Everybody how versed are you at playing the piano? From one to ten. Scott Storch. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. But my brother, my younger brother, the mm-hmm. one that I inspired, mm-hmm. he way better than me at piano. Really? Way better. See, what happened to me was, remember I told you I played for church? Yeah. Once I made that first beat, it was a rap on playing, learning this instrument to play to live. Play, mm. Now I'm now I'm learning the instrument just to make beats. So you so don't have to be like really versed to. No, you just have to know it. You got you, just, to, you okay. got to be able to hear what goes together. Okay. If you can't hear the notes, because like certain keys they just don't go together, mm-hmm. and people do that all the time. And they'll put the stuff in. I'll be hearing mm-hmm. it all, you know. But um, you just gotta, you know. I'm really good at piano. I used to play for church and stuff like that. I'm just saying, my brother and Scott Storch stuff is better. Mm-hmm. They, they, you they know, they, you know John Legend. Live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Scott Storch. Hmm? You don't Scott, know who Scott is? Yes. I heard the name. He, 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 that, that, that Dre beat. Uh, what? Guess who's back? All of them. I think, I think, Dre, think Dre was had him on payroll like five thousand a week. Yeah, or yeah, like yeah. That. Mm-hmm. that was his boy. And he'll come play all the keys on top of it. top see, three producers, man, all the time. You said you do top it. three producers of name all time. Name your top three producers of all time. Any genre. The ones that inspire me the most. Top mm-hmm. three. KLC. Hey, that's my boy right there, man. Drummer boy Fresh. Drummer boy, he up there on the wall with me. Manny Fresh. Manny Fresh. Manny Fresh always jumps somewhere in the You know, that's what my boy said. You remember in New York? The one Mm -hmm. uh, Andre said you can't get around uh, what he did. I got other producers that inspired me along the way, like um, Just Blaze when I heard that. Just Blaze. I heard that Welcome to New York City. Man, to me, that was one of the coldest beats I ever heard at the time. Bro. Welcome to New York City. So, like, you know, stuff like that inspired you. Get in the studio and try to make something just as cold. But Manny Fresh, KLC. I had just moved down here in 96. So, man, it was on flame. And, like, Cash Money No Limit was, like, 
Crazy. That's one of them your two top groups. Ninety six to ninety nine. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. I top think, top record like like dude. The, the South had I think to recognize him. Gorilla Warfare. Okay. 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 Is there a beat that you? I know you still have to answer to your top three, but is there any beat that you've ever? All of them? Yeah. Oh, is there any beat that you've ever heard that gives you goosebumps? Like every time you hear it, you just get like goosebumps because it's that good. Maybe the first time I heard it, but not every time. Yeah, who 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 that? Who that? Shorty Red on the track. Yeah, wow, that strip club is strokers. Strokers, man. Strokers, man. I was at strokers when I heard that man. The fucking bass come out, boy. Ain't that who that? Yeah, Shorty Red on the track. Man, Shorty Red a hard nigga, man. I liked it that. Oh, they want some. Ain't that cold? Man, and Fresh made that beat. That beat. That old go stupid. Man, and Fresh ain't that old. People still use that right now. Your boy, Yellow Beats just used it. He boy used that one. What is the most played beat? Like not played, remade beat ever. Yeah, I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. Probably can Google it, but. The most remade beat. Yeah, like even it could be even something from back in the days because you know, yes, people create new stuff, but they get inspired by something old and add it into it. I don't know. I, I have seen a uh, couple songs. It just that, came to my mind. I was wondering. Your list like, was biased as hell because when you start doing that, you know, when you, I start thinking about Kanye, man. Yeah. And 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 my boy, I, I interviewed Malik Youssef here. You, them niggas, man. Malik Youssef. He he be with Kanye. Oh, okay. Them niggas is hey, like you got your thing. I'm yeah. just saying, there's some cold niggas out here, man. Crazy, man. Man, hey, listen, man. This serious, bro. Yeah. Doctor Dre. Yeah. It's serious. Like you got some Timberland. I gotta give him his props. Yeah. And Pharrell. You got when you start going around the, mm-hmm. the whole world, United States. I, I was a fan of Pharrell and them creativity, but like I like to hear that music when I make a beat. They just, there's just a bunch of robot sounds. Yeah, it like was that. it was I nerdy. Like I like to hear that music though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Even, even Timlin had the music in there. He, he might have some crazy little sounds in there, but he gonna hit you with them strings and them chords and all that stuff like that. Neptune's would too, but what did you think when you heard KLC fuck them other niggas? That beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, I was jaw drop. I remember you that. like what the hell? I remember that. Yep, yep, yep. It's, it's stuff like that you remember. Like speaking that, of that, Mr. Magic, I was recording. I was, you know, I was doing his album when he when he uh, before he passed. He died on his way to, to me. Wow. Yeah, he was on the was way to my a, party. Yeah, he, he had a wreck. Him and Roy Jones were my special guest judges. I was producing the body head head volume two at the time. And, and I was calling Magic all night. I'm thinking, he stiffed me. I'm like, man, they ain't not even charge me nothing. You know, I'm working on the album. So I'm, I'm calling him all night, man. Next thing I know, Roy Jones called me crying. So you heard that same night? Yeah, I'm wow. thinking, he stiffed me, bro. Like, But now, I'm at the hospital. We hadn't heard about the wreck or whatever, man. Bro, you know how, how that feel to have a boxing champion of the world mm-hmm. call you crying mm-hmm. in your ear? Boy, that's crazy. So Roy he Jones, did. he that was his best friend. Magic and Roy Jones, that's his best friend. How Magic wife it? and Roy Jones' wife is best friends. She died wow. too. Wow. Magic wife and him died. Died at the same time. That was about ten miles out of they my city. They had kids. Yeah, she was in the car too. She didn't die. She broke her arm. Yep. 
Yeah. Imagine how she must have been doing. I, see, I, I like to man. Job. It was crazy, bro. Like that was that was a crazy time. Yeah, he called me. I was at the hospital because they wouldn't let me go back there. I was trying to lie to him and say I was his brother. Police, so, police getting. So it was. He was. Where was he at when he had that wreck? Like right outside of Lumberton, was right right by Hattiesburg, about 10, 15 minutes. Did they know what happened to cause him to wreck? I heard a drunk driver ran him off the road or something. But yeah. The, but the car blew up and everything. Like the I, car I, blew I think, up. I think. I think magic. And this is just a story I've heard. I think Magic probably would have been straight. Uh, the daughter got thrown out of the car. But I think Magic was still in the car or something like that. And uh and it and it it, it burnt up and I and I I believe he burnt it and I don't know. That but these are just stories that I've been told over the years. I don't know the actual, you know what I'm saying? Uh but I know that they, I, what I do know is they wrecked. The only only reason the daughter lived was because she got thrown out. Mm. Probably. If, well, if, the, if the stories that they telling me, and these are like from family members and stuff here, you know, I get bits and pieces here and there. But if those stories are correct, yeah, because they, they, they said the car caught in flames. Mm. Okay, and I don't, run me down on how Roy Jones calls you. He tell you, man, he they had a wreck. Mm -mm. We don't know. We already knew about the wreck because uh, we didn't know at first. All I know is I'm calling Magic. He ain't answering the phone. Mm -hmm. Okay. But then one of my partners has a police officer. That's his partner. And he called and said, man, we got your boy up here at the hospital. He just got your wreck. But never told us if he was dead or not. But it was crazy because it was probably the most successful party I ever threw. It was packed wall to wall. I'm talking about I made some of the money off the party that night. And he, they didn't even show up, bro. Damn. Roy Jones, he ended up getting called to Russia. He couldn't come. He had to, he had to, something with a fight. He had to, you know, he still works for HBO. Mm -hmm. So at the last minute, he told me he wasn't coming anyway. But Magic called him all night. He didn't answer. And, uh, so then uh, I had I had no talking to Roy. It was like still like 2 o'clock in the morning. Roy called me back like 4 something. That's when he was crying. He just kept saying, man, he did, man, he did. So he had already told you previously that you were in a wreck, but he just didn't know that he had he had died yet. Yeah, we talked about him being a wreck. I, mm. I think I knew about him being a wreck before Roy Jones. Before Roy Jones. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because good happened right outside you? the city. Oh, so yeah. new no, police officer. Mm -hmm. But then you drove. You went, you went straight yeah, there. I went straight to the hospital once I found out. Like four in the morning. No, it was like two. It was right after the club. Okay, right. I didn't, we didn't find out because we stayed at the hospital for a long time, bro, like hours. Then Roy Jones finally called and told you know told me he had, he was dead. Wow! Wow! Him and his wife, and the little girl was just in her room, probably bandaged up. Yeah. So if you think about it, that's, I told you I wanted to work with Soldier Slim because I was young. And my, him and my cousin were best friends. I'm thinking I'm about to, you know, he got killed. Mr. Magic, Pimp C, JD, and that's a lot, bro. When well, yeah, and you and you you, you start thinking about it, working a, or being a, in the midst of these people, man, and and it's like, dang, man. But Ma Mr. Magic, man, he was hard on that. He could rap, dog. I love. Man, we I, were putting together a tight ass project, bro. Because you remember the body. You didn't finish it. We on it was eight songs in. The body head bangers volume one is the one that had the I smoke, I drink. So then um, Roy Jones was putting out a volume two. And had and got magic and a couple other people and stuff. And we was going to Magic House every day recording. Well, not every day, but every other you know mm -hmm. week going down there recording and stuff like that. Wow, man, I'm sorry to hear that. Who would you now want to work with that you have not worked with? Because you have worked with so many people. 
Mm. Who could you make magic with? Really anybody, for real. Anybody want to work with me, I'm ready to work. Ready to work? Uh, okay, not everybody always talk about Drake, but I'm like, I, I don't want to. Cool wanna... <laughs> uh, it'd be cool to work with Drake, but I like to work with artists that, that let me put in my creative control, too, because because uh -oh. I I could I could write real good mm. like I'm real real good at writing so like not saying that you just need a ghostwriter but you know just don't just come in here and, and just have me hit and record like use me like use all my tools and my keys mm -hmm. you know and my and my um my my magic like let me mix your song let me help you you know what I'm saying like some people just they, they just want to hit record but. have you worked with anybody other than rap yeah like who? yeah um. Blues artists, a uh, couple blues artists is local down there, uh, R&B artists. No country western? Have I worked with a country western artist? Nah, I think it's one that recorded in my studio, but he, he recorded down there with my brother. My brother does most of the live music. He's a live musician. Yeah. So mm -hmm. He played a guitar and a drums and a piano. Wow, he bad boy. Man, he bad. And he can write too, bro. Like, he super bad. Like, he like a Tyler Perry time 10. Damn, mm. when they find out about my brother. It's a rap. Man, I ain't shit compared to my brother. <laughs> I'm telling you, my younger brother, he's been growing up studying me. He, like, he, I, I, I could probably mix music better than him because he, he, he's just not really getting into a studio like mine because like, he was living in Colorado. So, so he's doing more playing live, but now he's got a chance to be in the studio and create mm. music, create songs and stuff like that. But he don't sing or, or yes, rap. Yes, he does. He, he does sing. The, and man, that boy don't hit an off note. He don't hit an off note, period. He sings. He doesn't he rap. A dog. No, he don't, he don't rap. No, it's, he uh, it's gospel. He do gospel. Oh, he do that's like dope. pop. Not just gospel. He do, he do pop. He do like mm -hmm. jazz. You know what I'm saying? He don't do no, no rap at all. Mm, that's mm. good. It's like we ain't, we ain't in each other's lane at all. At that's, all. Like, that's dope. In each other's way. But he'll bring you a different type of clientele to your studios. Facts. Mm -hmm. wow. Which is dope. He been with a lot of people. Man. That's good. I tell you, man, I appreciate you for coming on Boss Talk 101, man. Um, definitely enjoyed it. How can people get a hold of you if they're trying to rock out with you? Uh, hit my Instagram, Heartbeats ENT. It got, it got the uh, the booking number in the bio, Heartbeats ENT. At the end of the day, if somebody you know had to go back and look at something you said and you wasn't painting a picture, what, what would you want them to remember by, about you? How hard I work. Hard how hard work I is. work, bro. Because everybody down there knows how hard I worked. You see what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I was out the studio for one week, and that was my honeymoon in 22 years. Wow. Besides, maybe I might get sick and can't show up a day or something like that, which I can't remember a time, but I go to the studio every day. You feel what I'm saying? Like, and there ain't too many people that's able to block out life and, and do that. You see what I'm saying? Like, I didn't go have a million kids. I didn't go gangbang and stealing cars and just, you know, just doing crazy. So you got to focus on what you want. Man. I got a, 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 one more thing I wanted to ask. Because um, we don't just have adults watching. We be having some kids be watching, too, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And you never know. A child might be out here being abused by their father or stepfather or whoever. Mm -hmm. Um, or somebody's going off to foster care or just in a bad situation at home and watching it and feel depressed. What can you give them a word of encouragement? What can they do? I mean... Because you were that kid at one point. 
I don't even know what I did, bro. I just really just kind of just leaned on the music. Like, the music is what, is what got me. I ain't like, when I started playing the piano and when I moved down here, it's just like, find you something to do for one if you're a kid, you know, whether it's sports. I played four sports, too, and then played music and stuff. So, you know, you just got to push through it. No, it, it really is no cheat codes to it, bro. I done been through everything that you could think think of before I was 11. Crazy house, all kind of stuff, bro. Like, before I was even 11 years old. And and I was able to push through it, you know what I'm saying? So if, if I could do it, I'm pretty sure they can, too. You just got to focus. Focus really the hardest hardest thing to do, but it's, it's the best ingredient to success. And you didn't have nobody that was – because, you know, sometimes some people be like, well, this football coach, he took me under his wing or somebody, you know, mm. adult-wise helped motivate me. Nah, you I, did it by, by yourself. I moved to Mississippi, yeah, uh, I told you three years later, my cousin got drafted to the NBA right. and he started the studio. But I think I was like 17 then. Mm-hmm. Man, we love you, brother. For sure. Say, I'm man, if you ever want to come back and you're pushing, <laughs> pushing something out or, sure. or if some of them artists come from down there and me and you, because I locked your number in now. For sure. Um, if it's artists coming up to Dallas that you know that's, you know, needing that recognition, that really put that work in like mm-hmm. yourself. Because sure. sh- shout out to Dame Dash who said, I'll never work, mm-hmm. hustle harder for a man than he hustled for himself. Facts. So if you see somebody hustling like you hustling, Facts. then you say, hey, man, I'm going to link you up with Boss sure. Talk, man. Because sure. like I said, we, we, just, we, just, we just like to show love to certain mm-hmm. people. And that's why we so, it's, it's kind of weird how we do it because it got to be something there that means something. I, I fuck with it. Man, mm-hmm. check it, man. For sure. It's been another great segment. I appreciate y'all. Boom, a Boss Talk 101, where the bosses talk. And we out.